Hello everyone, my name is Omolola and I have a blog website called Vessels for His Glory. This is going to be the first podcast I will be making and in this podcast I will be talking about the law and faith. What the law and faith means in our Christian life as Christians. What does the law have to do with our life as a Christian? And what does faith have to do with our life as Christians? In our world today, especially in in, in our churches, everyone have their doctrines and their law that guides the way they do things. Like redeem as their doctrines, mountain of fire as their own doctrine, cherubim and seraphim as their own doctrine. But it is fine to have doctrines. But one question I have is this. Can we really say that this doctrine has really helped shape our salvation and our faith in Christ? Because now I feel like everyone, I don't know if I'm wrong, but it's not, not everyone, but I feel like more percent, let's just say 50 to 60 percent holds the doctrine in higher esteem than the word of God. Some people know the old doctrine of the church from A to Z, but if you call them to come and recite the Bible, they don't know it. They like take it, they take the doctrine so important, they consider so important, even more than the salvation of, of, of people. Like, through this doctrine, so many people have, so many pastors, so many denominations, have, they, they have sent, they have sent people out of their church that need, that need salvation. So people just came into the church on that day, maybe to, for, for, for them to be preached, for them to hear the word of God, for their life to be changed. But through the doctrine, like maybe for, I will cite an example, that maybe a, a lady goes into... I don't want to say the name of the denomination. I don't want to mention names, but let's just say in this church, they don't wear earrings, they don't wear um, trousers, or let's say they don't fix bouffant, they don't fix nails. And this lady came into the church wearing trousers, wearing earrings, fixing nails, having bouffant on her head. And then the usher, or the pastor, is saying, "Uh-uh, you can't come in." Or maybe a lady comes into the church and her head is not covered. Fine. If if you know you are a church with a like you are a church with a doctrine that says every woman should come in with an head covering, always have extra head covering for people coming into the church for the first time. You won't say because they don't have an head covering. Now tell them that they can't come into the church. What if that person is like a lost sheep coming back to the flock? So your job now has been to send that lost sheep back out again into the wilderness and in the bible it says the bible said that the angels the host of heaven rejoice at one soul that comes back to god just one soul that is that 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 that, that god brought back to god the angel of heaven they rejoice but if you instead of winning that soul if you use your hands to push them out do you think god will be happy with you 
the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 says, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, having become a cause for us. For it is written, Cause is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jesus Christ has already died for us. That, like, Christ came and already died. Before Christ came to die for us, we were all governed by the law. But now that Christ has come to die for us, the law does not govern us anymore but faith. Like, if you if you obey your church doctrine from A to Z and you don't have no you don't have faith in God or you don't know who God is, you don't have any relationship with him. It's zero. Like wh- what is what is the reason why you are living? Why are you living when you, you don't have faith in Christ? Sometimes I just look at some churches and I and I and I shake my head. The way they the way they consider that doctrine, like, oh, we cannot let it go. If you can't do this, then don't come to our church. If you can't do this, then don't stay. We're not forcing you. But okay, you try to obey the doctrine, but you can't say you're trying to obey the doctrine now and then at the same time send flock out of the church. Most of the youth nowadays they they leave their church, they go to other churches because the church they were raised are all over the doctrine then you don't give them inspiring words you don't preach salvation to them all you preach is doctrine 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 do not enter the church without covering your hair do not um, wear earrings do not wear trousers do not put on makeup do not do this no oh well it's I don't quote me wrong I don't say it's bad for us to obey the doctrine of the church but at the same time i want us to keep it in mind if we say we're following the law we are going to go with the law go with the law because the bible says we should obey authorities at the same time are we going to abandon our salvation are we going to abandon our faith in christ are we not going to feed our spirit mind it is okay to obey the doctrine and at the same time we have to we have to make sure our salvation is is good like we are on a good we are on a good standing ground with god and we, should, we have to also be very careful that we don't we don't send people out of the church or we don't send um someone coming like you don't know if that day is that person's day if what the preacher is going to say on that sunday service maybe that preacher was going to preach a word that's going to touch that person's heart that's why you don't judge people by their out, outward appearance no one knows no one knows who, 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 who that person is who knows that person might come in the form of an angel like maybe god sends an angel to come and even inspect the church or something and then the angel comes in and then the angel is not accepted it's being frowned on because they have this so-called doctrine that says oh don't come in if you are if, you, if your shoes are on oh don't come in if you're on your period oh like i have always i have always had that issue i, I don't quote me wrong i don't say because you are more capable you are like a, a capable member or you are a celestial member now then you you say okay because god said god said is my faith that is important i will now enter the church 
with my uh, when I'm on my period. No, don't quote me wrong on that. It is okay to follow the doctrine, but why are we placing it in a very high esteem? Like I remember one one sentence my sister said to me. She said, "People are now very religious. They are very religious, but." What happened to winning souls for Christ? To salvation? What happened to it? Like in the book of Galatians chapter 2, like Peter did the same thing. They had the law too back then that you can't sit with the Gentiles to eat. And Peter sat with the Gentiles and was eating because he was alone with the Gentiles and he was, he was there with Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul was observing him. And then immediately other apostles start coming, other Christians start coming. Peter stopped eating with the Gentiles because he was thinking, Oh, I will get criticized because I'm sitting with the Gentiles and eating with them. I'm not supposed to do that. And Apostle Paul told Peter, he said, That is not right. Christ did not come for the Christian. Christ come for the sinner. So why would you say because of one law you will now abandon the sinners? If you abandon the sinner and you don't try to communicate with them, how are they going to get their life changed? How are they going to get inspired by you? I want everyone to think about it today. What am I doing that is turning people away from Christ? Some 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 non some unbelievers they know the Bible even more than we believers, but they refuse to go to church because they like oh if we go to church this is what the church is going to do. It's either they preach prosperity to us, uh, money to be money tomorrow. Oh, you want to uh, you want to you want to succeed in life? Bring so so money. You want this water of um, water of prayer? Bring so so money. You want this anointing oil? Bring so so money. Or they will say they will say oh people will start looking at me that I'm dressed somehow. I am wearing Yvonne or I am wearing suit pants or I am wearing this. We need to stop that. We can't say because of that that we now not let people come to the church. Like me, me. some people might just be walking, like maybe going through the area and then they say church in that area and area and stop by to listen to listen to what the, the preacher has to say on that particular Sunday. But because of our 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 pickiness or what I don't know how to call it maybe because we are we are like oh this doctrine if we don't do it like some people think ah if I don't do the doctrine in of my church if I don't follow it ah hellfire straight no no let me explain something for you doctrine is something that is set in place for so that the church can be so that the church can be orderly so that so that anything won't be won't be in disorder or something like that like like the Yorubas always say Inutio Sophie Kosieche where there is no law there is no sin that's why all denominations you can't go to any denomination today and they won't have any doctrine or law that is guiding them yes the Bible say obey authority obey the rules and regulation sure obey the rules but then don't hold it against anyone coming in to hear the word of God, especially first time comers. Like 
there was a time in my church they were telling me i was asking them in my church i said hey because i'm a caribou and seraphim member so i was asking them i said if i want to invite my friends to church tomorrow do i need to ask them that oh are you on your period if you're on your period please don't come and they said yes i have to ask them and personally i don't know but if i'm wrong please let me know but personally i think no as if just take it for an example if someone comes to me now and you invite me that oh there's a service going on in my church and i would like you to come and i said okay fine i'm gonna be there and then you start asking me are you your, are you going to be on your period that week if you are going to be on your period please don't come like i will really feel somehow about that church even without even going to the church yet i'm already feeling somehow that ah, this church i don't think they smile at um, newcomers or anything no or what is going on no see from now i want us to always take that into consideration the law is there to just guide us so we won't be so we won't be in a disorder so, so we, the, the church won't be in, in, in a disorder because the Lord said it's Christ has already died for us there is no more law everything we have to do now is to be by faith I don't want to read the whole book of Galatians but if you have the time go read the book of Galatians chapter 2 and chapter 3 then you understand what I'm saying the law and the doctrine is good, but we should know what our priorities are. Law and faith. What guides the Christian life? Is it the law or is it the faith? We already have the Ten Commandments. And when Jesus came, he told us, he said, I did not come to change anything, to cancel anything, not to say something is bad. I just come for the sinners, for the lost flock. And he said it. The old Ten Commandments, he reduced them to two. Summa- Let's not, I won't say reduced, but I'll use the word summarized. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you won't kill, you won't be a false witness, you won't do anything bad. And it says, love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. If you love your God, you won't want to do something that is against his commandments. So please, I want us to make sure we we try our best to bring more flock, more flock, more flock in, more people in, more people to be inspired, more people to hear the word of God, more people to convert and give their life to Christ. Because on the last day, God is going to ask us. And no, he's not going to say because, ah, you are trying to follow the doctrine of your church, you didn't let that person enter. He won't say, oh, I'm already here. Come into my kingdom. No. What is really important to God? What is really important to Him is our salvation and our soul. If He has, if He has our salvation and our soul, we will want to follow the law. We want to follow the doctrine and everything because we we love God with all our heart and with all our soul. Like I will read one more verse in Galatians chapter 3 and it says what purpose then does the Lord serve? That's Galatians chapter 3 verse 19 what purpose then does the Lord serve? It was added because transgressions till the seed 
should come to whom the promise was made and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator now a mediator does not mediate for one only but god is one is the law then against the promises of god certainly not for if there had been a law given which could have given life truly righteousness would have been by the law but the scripture has confined all on the sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer a tutor. We are no longer under a tutor. The law was there to guide us before Christ came. But now that Christ has already come, we are no longer under the law. We are no longer slaves anymore. We are now children of God. We have direct access to the throne of grace. We have direct access to the throne of mercy. The veil has already divided into two. So no matter what, we should always keep in mind that we have direct access. If you are if you are going to Kerubim and Seraphim, or you are going to a white diamond church, and you have that mindset that because I'm on my period, I cannot pray. Because I'm on my period, I cannot fast. Oh no! Jesus has already come. He has redeemed everyone. His blood has cleansed us all from that kind of law. So you are free to go directly to God and pray. But if your church says, no, you can't come in when you're on your period, please let us abide by it. Let's try our best to obey the authority, to give respect to whom respect is due. Is, is, is due. And let's make sure we are standing on the solid rock, and then we are trying to bring others into the fold too. Thank you very much. Remain blessed. Thank you.